Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you for leading us in worship this morning. It's been a high and holy day in the Lord. Amen. As we continue in casting the vision, we have this picture of what we believe God wants this to be. And we always encourage you to see it before you see it. If you can't see it, you got to see it by faith anyway. You got to get into this place by faith. Sing your Zion songs, choir. Get up in your choir loft. Preach your sermons, preacher. Uh, Stand on the walls there, ushers. Amen. Because you have to get there by faith. We believe that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he's done incredible things in the life of the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we still believe he can do yet still more. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Amen. It is our job to get it right here at the household of the Lord. First Peter says that for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And we believe that God is getting us right in 2013. Amen. Amen. Somebody today should be looking for a miracle. We've been talking about Miracle Month. And we've been standing on Acts chapter 3 verse 6. And I mentioned it in my prayer. That Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth's walk. And we believe that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and he's that same God that can produce miracles in Jesus' name. And you should be looking for a miracle. This is a good time for a miracle. Uh, It's a good time for a miracle in the life of this church. And I believe that God has a miracle for us. Amen. Today we're going to be sharing a message entitled Learning from the Miracle Rock. In Numbers uh, 21 through 13, I believe I have started with verse 7 in your readings. Please stand in reverence to the word of God. I believe it's three slides. Numbers chapter 20. And we'll be reading this morning verses 7 through 13. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. The Lord said to Moses, Take a step, and you will go over there. And the 
gather, the assembly together in front of the rock. Moses said to them, Holy in the sight of Israel, you will not bring this community to the land I am giving. And this will I quarrel with the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord, and today we're going to come and we're going to learn from the miracle rock. We're going to learn from the miracle rock. And in this text, we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the wearies of Moses. We're going to talk about the waters of Moses. And we're going to talk about the waywardness of Moses. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should depend on God for a miracle in desperate times. Christians should depend upon God for a miracle in desperate times. Learning from the miracle rock. Learning from the miracle rock. In this text, the people of God are in a very desperate place in the life of their journeying to the promises of God. They're in a desperate place really because of their hearts. They were a hard-hearted people. And this hard-hearted people would not get to go into the promises of God, the promises of the land flowing with milk and honey, uh, but yet still they would experience uh, the miracles of God's provision. The miracles of God's provision. And, and many times we talk about the miracles uh, that God did when he delivered uh, this whole nation from Egypt and we talk about the miracles that God did to enable them to conquer the promised land but just because the people of God were wandering in the wilderness did not mean that God was not present oh they were in this what is this stage of of their life and many of you may be in that same stage and what is this what is this was the manna that came down from heaven and provided for millions of people on a daily basis God was still providing for that rebellious group of people 
He, he, he could have let them starve as they wandered in the wilderness. Uh, oh, but, but they, they still, as they wandered, they still had the leadership of God who led them by the cloud. Uh, hello, somebody. They still had the man of God who was uh, to give them leadership here on earth. Uh, they, 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 they still had God's provision, but, but they would have to go through some hard times. Oh, they was in this, what is this stage? Uh, and they were in this wandering stage. And they were in this thirsty stage. Uh, and there's somebody here today listening at the sound of my voice. You may be in this time uh, of wandering. You may be in this, what is this time? You may be, oh, in this time where, oh, you have the presence of God uh, and his provision. But he's not taking you where you want to go. Hello, somebody. But you still have his provision and, and it may be getting a little rough. Oh, because now you're getting thirsty. Hello, somebody. There's something that man cannot live without, especially in a desert land. And that is what? So water. Hello, somebody. So the people of God were wandering and they, 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 they were in a desert land and they, and they began to thirst and, oh, and, and, and they didn't know how to deal with that thirst. They didn't know how to deal with all of that heat. So they got upset and they turned against the man of God. Hello, somebody. America always like. And people in America always like to get a scapegoat. It, it really wasn't the man of God's problem. The problem was that, that the people of God were so hard-hearted that they didn't obey God. It was two people out of millions of people that would get into the promise of God because they took a little pop quiz and, and ten said nay and Joshua and Caleb said yay. Hello, somebody. And they would wander and millions of people would die in the wilderness. Oh, but while those people were dying, God was raising up a whole nother nation. Hello, somebody that would take God at his word and walk into the promises of God. Hello, somebody. Where are you today? Church Bethlehem, where where are you today? Is it the man of God's problem? Hello, somebody. Or is it or is it our own heart's problem in the text? uh, They would blame the man of God. Hello, somebody. He would blame the man of God. Now, this message is for uh, two kinds of people here today. It's a, uh, number one, it's a message for hard-hearted folk. Hello, somebody. And we're praying that God will change your hard heart and make it a, 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 into a heart of flesh. Hello, somebody. But it's also a message for those of you who planned to walk into the promises of God. Hello, somebody. And I just happen to be one of those. Uh, Are you here today? Do you plan to walk into the promises of God in your life or as a church? Do you plan to walk into the promises of God? Well, if you plan to walk into the promises of God, oh, and you have Moses-like tendencies. Is that somebody here that have Moses-like tendencies? What did Moses have a problem with? Anger, hello somebody. 
And Moses, uh, oh, would allow his anger to, to enable him to miss out on the promises of God. Hello, somebody. Now, the people were hard-hearted. But one thing you got to realize when you're dealing with God's people, they are still God's people. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And you better be careful on how you treat God's people. Hello, somebody. We, we, we like to say all the time about the, the, the man of God and, and not by, and us being protective of the man of God. But if you oh accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then you are a woman of God and a man of God. Hello, somebody. And this is for some of the leaders you better be careful how you speak to the the people of God hello somebody don't lose your sight on the mission hello somebody if he would have kept his sight on the mission and not on the people and to which many of us have that problem today oh and that's why this church can't move forward it's because you're looking at the people that ain't here hello somebody don't look at the people that's not here look at the God in the presence of God that's here look at him working and moving keep him in his place and when you do then you will be able able to get and to walk into the promises of God but what Moses did he allowed the people even though they were hard hearted oh to get him to mess up hello somebody hello somebody because God told him oh to speak to the rock Hello, somebody. And Moses would lose his, his ability to walk into the promises of God because what did he do? He struck the rock two times. And also, God didn't tell him to speak to the people or to call them rebels. <laughs> Hello, somebody. God told him to speak to the rock. Hello, somebody. He didn't tell him to speak to the people. Hello, somebody. He didn't tell him to strike the rock. Hello, somebody. He told him to speak to the rock. Hello, somebody. And there's somebody here today. God is trying to tell you to get you to do something exact. Hello, somebody. And that's why you got to listen to what he says. Because if you don't do it the way he says do it, guess what? It won't be blessed. But you say, preacher, oh, the water still came from the rock. Yes, the water did come from the rock. But guess what? Moses would lose his promise. Hello, somebody. And he would only be able to look over and to see what he could have had. Hello, somebody. Have any of you ever come from the wrong side of town and take a trip to the other side of town and just believe you could have what they had? Hello, somebody. Some of you took that trip and made that trip. Hello, somebody. And Moses would get to go to the other side of town and look at what he possibly could have had. Hello, somebody, because he allowed his anger and the people to get to make him miss his mission. And another thing we'll learn and I'm going to rush on and we'll get on out of here. Another thing we're going to learn is that you got to listen to God exactly because uh, uh, there was another instance where God did tell Moses uh, to strike the rock. 
Hello, somebody. But this time, God didn't tell him to strike the rock. God changed. God did something new. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And that's why you got to listen to God because God may change on you. Just because he did it uh, that way yesterday may not be the way he want to do it today. You've got to listen to God. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, listen to God. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, listen to God. Listen to him exactly. Hello, this, this, little, this little cartoon kind of helps kind of paint the picture of what was going on and what happened. And I want you to take a look at that. Dry desert land. Marching. People and animals dying. Speak to the rock. not bring them hello somebody you have to be careful that God's program is more important than people and you the leader have to realize that his program will go on without you especially when you began to trip and thank you all that a bag of chips and dip hello somebody his program will move on without you and that's what Moses did here he allowed his worries to overtake him 
For the text says that now there was no water in the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. It was because of the people talking crazy. Hello, somebody. It was because of the people being thirsty. It was because of that that the, that the people of God began to come in opposition to the man of God. Oh, but everybody here can relate. Oh, to having to deal with some trouble folk. You was placed oh, over the crew. You was placed over the store, over the school and uh, oh in the school or the business uh, is going through a troubled time. Uh, oh and they are blaming you uh, for the troubled time. Is there anybody here ever been in trouble for doing what God told them uh, to do? Uh, oh I know I have uh, been in trouble for doing what God told me to do. Uh, oh and most people who love the Lord uh, get in trouble for doing what God told them to do. If you don't believe me, oh, ask Brother Daniel. Oh, Brother Daniel, all he did was pray. Oh, he prayed three times a day. Oh, and he prayed towards the holy city of Zion. Oh, and it was because of his prayer it got him in trouble. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody else ever got in trouble for doing what God told him to do? Hello, somebody. Come on here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, what did you do? It's not what I did. It's what I wouldn't do. Hello, somebody. I would not worship. Oh, that old unsacred image. And as a result, because I wouldn't bow the knee, because I wouldn't bow the knee. Oh, I had a, a first class trip to the fiery furnace. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here? Oh, that's in the fire. Oh, you the leader. And everybody's blaming you. You the leader. And everybody's in trouble. Oh, you the leader. And you show up. Oh, early. You the leader. And you've been praying. Oh, for the store of the school. You the leader. And you're doing everything right. But the people that you lead. Because they're not doing right. Oh, they began to blame you. Hello, sir. Is there anybody here ever been blamed for doing right? All you do is do the right thing. And people are hating on you. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here like young folk who have that people drinking up that haterade? Oh, on you or because of you. Hello, sir. They don't like you. Oh, because you bless. Oh, and the truth of the matter is, oh, some of the reason why some folk don't want to come to Bethlehem is because they hate on the people that's blessed in Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Oh, they see how you're blessed. Oh, and they take you all that in a bag of chips. But if they ever had a conversation with you, you'll tell them if it was not for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? Oh, don't hate me because I'm doing right. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, don't hate me because I'm doing right. Hello, somebody. Don't hate me because I'm blessed and highly favored. Don't hate me. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, don't hate me because I'm blessed in Jesus' name.
Sometimes folk just, just don't like you because you're blessed. They don't like you because you're the leader. They don't like you because you cute. They don't like you because of that hat that you got. They don't like you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The man of God didn't do nothing wrong up to this point. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Uh, Psalms 106.32. Uh, by the waters of Maribel, they up. Uh, what, what, what did they do? They they angered the Lord and what? Because of what? Uh oh. And, and what? Hello, somebody. Uh oh. Don't ever let the people cause you to lose your dignity. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Let me say it again. Don't ever let the people cause you to lose your dignity. They, they, they trying to get at you. I was looking at this movie last night. I think it was called The Contender. And you know how dirty politics is. And, and they came up with all these dirty rumors. And, and this lady that was trying to be uh, uh, confirmed as vice president. They had all kind of lies they put out on her. And, and what she did is that she would not dignify them with a remark or a comeback. Hello, somebody. And God is telling you, don't dignify. Hello, somebody. Don't, 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 don't dignify. Hello, somebody. Don't, don't, don't give up your dignity trying to fight somebody that ain't going nowhere anyway. Hello, somebody. Have you ever noticed? If you notice those folk that hate on you, they're probably going to be at the same place this time next year and the time 20 years from now. They'll be at the same place. But God has a special appointing and anointing for you. And really, you just passing through and they can see the greatness that God has on you. And they hate on you because of what God has on you. Hello, some. If you don't believe me, come and ask Joseph. Joseph, oh, why did they hate on you? They, they hated on me because I had a dream. They hated on me. Hello, somebody. God was going to use me in a marvelous and miraculous way. And they hated on me because of my dreams. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But don't allow other people hating on you to stop and make you lose the promises of God on your life. Hello, somebody. He had opposition, and the Bible says it. They angered. They angered the Lord, and they not only angered the Lord, but what they do, they trouble came to Moses because of them. Hello, somebody. Trouble didn't come because of them, but Moses was supposed to let the Lord take care of the trouble. Hello, somebody. And they did rebel against not Moses, but what? The Spirit of God. Hello, somebody. But Moses messed up because God told him what? To speak to the rock. He didn't tell him to say what? Ask words. <laughs> Harsh words to. He, he didn't tell him to give him a piece of your mind. Hello, somebody. I, I see it happen from the pulpit all the time. Uh, where preachers, they get upset and mad at their congregants, and they began to hit folk across the head from the pulpit. Hello, somebody. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not my job to hit you across the head because I'm mad at what.
what you don't do or what you do do. It's not my job. All I'm to do is to speak to the rock. Hello, somebody. And to not allow other folk get me in trouble, miss out on my destiny. Hello, somebody. I, I believe God has a wonderful plan for my life, like Billy Graham used to say all the time. And you should, too. Don't allow folk that ain't going nowhere, ain't doing nothing, oh, to cause you to miss out, to lose your job. Hello, somebody. Because they're going to catch you cursing them out. They're going to catch what they did. <laughs> Have you ever seen it on the football field? A lot of times the person get the flag. It's the person that's responding, uh, you know, that get hit. And then the person hit them back and then they get the flag. Hello. Because they didn't see who started it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Don't let folk cause you to miss out on God's blessing in your life. Hello, somebody. Don't, don't let it. Just don't let it happen. Don't let it be. This is a, a good example of what happened when Moses did uh, strike the rock twice. This is a modern day example of the water coming from a rock. Modern day example. This is called Moses' rock. The interesting thing about the text is. It said, even though Moses said harsh words, the program of God went forward. God, it was God's will for rock to, for water to come from the rock. It was his will. But it was not his will for Moses to do what he did. But that's a great illustration of water coming from the rock. And imagine you're in a desert dry place. Uh, what a fountain of life this would be. But the waters of Moses, then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out. The program of God continued on, but Moses would miss out. And the community, all them people that got it, made him mad. They got to drink. Hello, somebody. Their lives stopped. Hello, somebody. Miracle. And that's why when you enter into a dry and desert place in your life or in the life of a church or in the life of a marriage or, or anything, you, what you've got to believe is that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And because he's that same God yesterday, today, and forever, I still believe uh, that he has miracles. Uh, and I still believe uh, that his program is going to go forth here at the Bethlehem Church. Guess what? Whether I'm here or not. Hello, somebody. Oh, some folk think, uh, oh, that because they stop coming that the church is going to fall. No, uh, the church is not built uh, upon the rock uh, of who I am. The church is built on the rock uh, of Jesus. Hello, somebody. And as long as this church uh, is built on the rock of Jesus, uh, guess what? Uh, it will survive uh, whether folks stop coming or not. Hello, somebody. Oh, his program would go on regardless uh, of uh, a mad preacher. His program would go on regardless of a rebellious people his program would go on now guess what none of them would get to walk into the real promises of God hello somebody because they would they would get translated off the scene hello somebody meaning some folk would disappear it's not always a bad thing for folk to disappear <laughs> let me say that again <laughs> especially if they're hard hearted hello somebody because they're not listening to God, guess what? They're not going to listen to Moses. Hello, somebody. If they 
have hard hearts. They ain't going to listen to nobody. I believe the Sunday school teacher talked about, I believe it was Lazarus. Oh, and God told him that he had, oh, the prophets. They wouldn't listen to the prophets. Guess what? If you come back from hell, they ain't going to listen to you either. Hello, somebody. It's not always a bad thing for folk to disappear. Hello, somebody. And guess what? Millions of folk would disappear off the scene. Funerals upon funerals. Folk would die. Hello, somebody. Because of their hard-heartedness, God could not allow them to get into the promises of God. But guess what? His program still went on. His power was still evident because he didn't have to allow, guess what, water to come from the rock. Oh, hello, somebody. But he still provided for those hard-hearted people. And he still moved on behalf of the hard-hearted preacher. Woo! His program would go on, but the people would not. Hello, somebody. It's a miracle. It is a bona fide miracle. And this Psalm 78, 15 says really what it was more like, because we do have more of a picture of, uh, of that little rendition that I just showed of that little rock and that little spurting that came up. But Psalm 78, 15 says he split the rock in the wilderness and gave them waters as abundant as what? As the seas. Wow. Woo. That's a lot of water. It wasn't a little fountain. Hello, somebody. He literally broke forth something like a red sea in the midst of a wilderness. Hello, somebody. In the midst of a dry and desert place. And that same God, I believe, oh, can split open a sea of folk that need to get saved and come right through to this church. In Jesus' name. But we've got to be willing and ready to change our hearts. Oh, to get rid of our hard-heartedness. Oh, to, to not allow the people to cause us to stumble but to serve God and to serve him only and when we do that God can break open oh, a sea of people to come into this place hello somebody do you believe that God can send a sea of people hello somebody I believe yeah go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here up in here I believe in the God that I preach and that's why I'm not downhearted that's why I'm not sad that's why I'm not giving up hope because I believe God and God is who he says he is oh to prove to Peter how powerful he was Peter this great fisherman Peter who knew the sea Peter oh was out all night and caught nothing hello somebody but Jesus came on the scene and told him to cast your net one more time and guess what when he cast his net Peter thought Jesus was crazy Peter oh would say that Jesus was thinking oh Jesus you don't know fishing oh I'm a fisherman I'm a professional fisherman I've been doing this all of my life since I was a youth oh we hadn't been able to catch nothing all night long 
dog. How are you going to hear and come and tell me just to throw oh, over, throw it over to the side? Oh, how are you going to tell me what to do, Jesus? But he said, but because you are Jesus, I'm going to obey your words. And because he obeyed his word, what did he do? He cast his net. And guess what happened? Revival took place. He had, he had more fish. Oh, then would he know what to do with? Oh, the Bible says that he's able to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. And guess what? You don't have room enough to receive. If you believe in the God that I serve, I already believe this place is too small. That's why I believe he wants us to build over there because this place is too small. But you said, preacher, you don't see as I see. I'm glad I don't see as you see. I see God and his miracle working power and he can break open revival right in the midst of this desert time right in the midst of this desert place is there anybody here that believe God can break forth the waters give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here he can break forth the waters not only for Bethlehem but for me and my own personal dry and desert place I believe that he has miracles hello somebody hello somebody lastly at least I keep us too long now we're going to talk about the waywardness of Moses and, and again I, I, I want to talk to people that, that, that here in this place that's going to make it say to your neighbor neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor I'm going to make it now don't be a liar now <laughs> don't be a liar you said you were going to make it now if you're going to make it uh, guess what you're going to have to do you're going to have to obey God completely hello somebody obey God completely now this is a little funny song I'm just going to play a few seconds of it uh, talking about what happened to Moses they're telling Moses don't hit that rock Moses, don't hit that rock. <laughs> you never get into the promised land. The Lord can give and the Lord can take away. Hello, somebody. Uh, this is what the text says in verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me and enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites. Guess what? You will not what? Wow. Disqualified. Disqualified. And most people don't realize that when they talk about Moses' life, he, he, he was used of God incredibly, but he didn't live out the full promises that God had on his life. God had chose him not to just deliver him from Egypt, deliver the people of God from Egypt, but he had chose him to lead them into the promises of God, the promised land. But because of his disobedience, remember, men of God, those who are in leadership, if you disobey, you can be disqualified. It's about God's program. 
in the church. It's not about a man. Men come and go. As we've learned in our 111 years history. Dr. Whitlow was here, but he's gone. Hello, somebody. Dr. Hill was here, but he's gone. Hello, somebody. Reverend Jackson was here, but he's gone. And many others. Reverend Johnson was here, but he's gone. But guess what? The program of God continues. It's not about a man. But if you are obedient, you can be blessed by being used of God in such a time as this to help the people to get where God wants them to be. Now that is a blessing in and of itself. And again, you got to listen to exactly what God tells you to do. God did not tell Moses to strike the rock two times. He told him in the past, I believe this text in Exodus 17 says what he what he did in the past. He says, I will stand there before you by the rock at Haran. Strike the rock and the water will come out from it for the people to drink. So Moses did in the sight of the elders of Israel. See, that's how God told him to work it out in Exodus 17, uh, 6. But in this text, God had changed his program. Hello, somebody. He wanted him to do the opposite. The direct opposite. And that's why you always have to be in tune to God if you want God to to move or if you want God to work in your life. Guess what? God may do that C word that most of us don't ever like. Change. Some stuff may change. But God is working. Hello, somebody. I know it's hard to hear a church that has 111 years of history and tradition. Hello, somebody. But God may change some things. And if God changed some things, guess what? We have to change. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor. If God changes, we have to change. And that's, that's the problem with Moses was. Oh, he knew he had struck the rock. Oh, and that water had come and he got in his flesh. God didn't tell him. Oh, he was going to do even a greater miracle. What is more miraculous? For me to strike something and for it to break in half or for me to say to this table, break in half. And it does it. Which one is the most? Just to say it. He was allowing him to operate in the, in the realm on which God operated at the beginning of creation. Hello, somebody. He, he was trying to take him to another level. He was trying to allow him to work as God, where God spoke. Oh, and we hear the men, we heard Dr. Tony Evans use that word. Oh, ex nihilo. He created something out of nothing. And God was allowing him to raise his level. He wanted him to be able to create something out of nothing just to speak to the rock. Hello, somebody. But, 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 but Moses, I guess, just wanted to put on a show. And that's a problem in some of our churches today. We like to see the show. Hello, somebody. We like to see the show. We like to see preachers take out that oil. Hello, somebody. And sprinkle it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. We, we like to see the show. We like to see the preacher bring the people down here and lay hands on them. 
and they fall out. We like to see the preacher blow and the people fall down. Now, if I blow, you may fall down, but it ain't because of power. It may be because I may be full of hot air. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He, he may have been in the show like, oh, that man that had leprosy and that little servant girl said, I know a God that can touch you. Oh, and he went to see the man of God and the man of God didn't even come out to see him. The man of God told him to go wash yourself in the river and that man got mad because he didn't come out to see him and then somebody had to tell him. Now, if he would have told you to do something difficult, you would have done it, but all he's saying to do is to go wash yourself. Hello, somebody. He was into the show. Hello, somebody. Not to go. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Maybe he's putting on a show. Don't put on a show. God is God. God can put on His own shows. He He's all powerful. Man of God and woman of God. Don't put on the show. Don't be tempted to put on the show. Hello, somebody. Don't define your ministry by the show. Don't you know that if the circus came to town, the circus could draw a, a crowd. Hello, somebody. The crowd is not the definition of whether God is working or not. Millions of people followed Hitler. Jesus chose twelve. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. Millions of people followed Hitler, but Jesus chose 12. Hello, somebody. Don't, don't get caught up in the show. God is the same yesterday, today, and, for, and he's all powerful. If we got one man or one woman of God who can obey his word, they can begin to speak some things into existence. Hello, somebody. And you may be here and you need to speak some things into existence. Speak revival in this place. In Jesus' name. True revival, not a counterfeit revival, or a place that this place will be a place of love where we'll fall out with our sins and we'll love one another so much oh, that we'll cover each other because love covers a multitude of sin. Just because and just how God loved us, guess what? He covered a multitude of sin in our lives. Hello, somebody. Don't get into the show. Just do what God tells you to do. If he tells you to speak to somebody, just speak to him. Hello, somebody. You ain't got to raise your voice. Hello, somebody. He didn't even say shout at it. He didn't say, he just said speak. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But Moses went his own way and got in the flesh. And because he went his own way and got in the flesh, he did not do what God says do. And then he had an issue with God, not with the rebellious people. Hello, somebody. I'd rather have an issue with rebellious people than an issue with God. Hello, somebody. I'd rather, I'd rather have an issue, hello, somebody, with, with rebellious people than with God. Because he did not do exactly what God told him to do. He would not get into the promises of God. And God has spoken to some folk in here. He told you exactly what to do. But you're, you're, you're doing what he told you to do last time. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And, and I prayed because I knew this message could get somebody right in the face, including myself. Because there's some folk here. But they're not here. 
I used to give this testimony all the time. I I was a, a big runner as a preacher. But I wasn't running outside of the church. I ran on the inside. I did everything that God, I did everything for God. Served him. I did everything. But I said, I did everything around this place. You know, around this place. I did everything, but I didn't want to touch that place up there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I didn't want to do exactly what he told me to do. Now, he had worked out here. Hello, somebody. He had worked out here. But he was changing his program for my life. Hello, somebody. And there's some folk, and I'm going to tell this testimony and be done with it. There's some folk uh, that's very impressed uh, with my background and where I have been. At some of the churches that I've been, and some of the leaders that I've served under. But I'm more impressed with what God is doing for me right now than when I was there. Hello, somebody. Because right now I'm exactly where I believe God wants me to be. And I'm doing exactly what God told me to do. If I was at them other places, I'd have been on the front row. Amen. And the preacher. Amen. Dr. Evans. Hello, somebody. I'd have been there. Amen. Hello, Dr. E.K. Bailey. Uh, amen. Oh, Pastor Brian Carter, the, the pastor that followed uh, oh, E.K. Hello, somebody. But, but he had a plan for my life. Hello, somebody. And I had to do exactly what he told me to do. And when I did, guess what? I got to walk into the promises of God. Some folk will say this is a downtime in the life of this church. And it's uptime for me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because I worshiped in here with my eyes closed in the first place. In other words, I wasn't looking at the crowd in the first place. I was looking at God and I still see God seated on his throne. And if God is still seated, then I don't have to worry. Oh, give God, go ahead and give God a hand kind of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. I don't have to worry about folk that don't show up when God is showing up in this place. Undeniably. The worship is as, as sweet as it was, if not better. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And when I come here, I know I'm worshiping God. Hello, somebody. And he's the only thing that matters to me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And he should be the only thing that matters to you. Don't get wayward by the crowd. Hello, somebody. Forget about the show. Do exactly what God tells you to do. Shall we pray? Father God, we come right now, Lord, just wanted to thank you and to praise your holy name for you're truly worthy to be praised. And we thank you, Lord, for this moment in time and to which you had us to open your word, Father. And you showed us in your word, Father, oh, that in this life we're going to have worries. But we thank you, Father, that you enable us to overcome the worries of the world, Father. Your word says to be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication to allow our requests to be made known. And Father, we just want to Thank you, Lord, that you're taking care of our worries in Jesus' name. Father, we want to thank you, Father, because we believe in the miracle rock. Or really, we just believe in the miracle God of the rock. And we're praying for that same God to speak to our situations, to speak to our time, to enable us not to be wayward, but to do the right thing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. All eyes still closed, heads bowed. Deacons, will you come?
Now it's time to respond to the word of God. It's time for us to do what the old folk used to say, open the doors of the church. But the doors of the church was open over 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died on the cross. And it's our job to make sure that you're here today. Uh, Not only that you're here, but that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're here today and you don't remember a time where you gave your life to Jesus Christ, then today you can be saved. For the word of God says of Jesus on that night in which he was betrayed in that garden of Gethsemane, he had to pray these immortal words, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, he would have to get up and give his life. He would have to give up and sacrifice his life for the sins of the world. One man, really one God man would have to die for the sins of the world. He left that garden of Gethsemane and he was accused of crimes that he didn't commit. He was mocked and scorned and beaten. Oh, put on trial. Oh, they put a crown of thorns on his head. Oh, not only that, they put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. And as he went through and stumbled through the streets of Jerusalem, he carried that cross like it was a badge. Oh, and he led, got to that hill called Golgotha. And there on that hill of Golgotha, they nailed him to the cross. And when they nailed him to the cross, they raised him up between two thieves as if to say that he was one of them. But he was not one of them. He was the son of God. And he would have to die for the sins of the world. And on that cross, they couldn't take his life away. But he had to give his life away. And he gave his life away and died for your sins and my sins and when they took him off of that cross they put him in a bar or two but I'm so glad that the Bible says that he got up on the third day with all power in his hands and because he got up then you can get up now out of your sins and give your life to Jesus Christ is there one here today that needs to hello again this is Pastor Michael Eton I've been your host for today's program and before we sign off We just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life 
come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. Love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program. And I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people 25 dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed i think that's god i believe god can do it for us and we want you to give once again now 
If God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.